Hey everyone, welcome back to Disabled Black Chick where we talk about all things mental health, travel, and disability life. My name is Sierra Gervier and I am the host of this show. Thank you so very much to everyone who has listened and tuned in to my podcast and um, I've noticed that my consistency, and I've talked about this all the time in every single episode, that I've noticed that how my consistency uh, is showing, like people are listening, and I just want to say hello to um, the people that were listening since day one, and some people that are new and um, are here to join to hear me talk about all those things that I've mentioned earlier. Um, if you don't know, my name is Sierra Gervier. I am a disabled um, woman of color who has traveled to several different countries, who lived throughout several, several different places in the United States. Um, I'm now currently stationed and being planting my roots in Spain. Uh, I live just south of Madrid, and I'm enjoying it. Um, so I'm not going to have a very long episode this week. I did miss last week for good reason. Uh, last week I was sick, so I wasn't able to to um, record, but I'm here. I'm here. I'm still back at it, and you know I want to be consistent, as I mentioned before. So today I want to talk about a couple of things. Um, I am friends with an NFL player, a former NFL player. I met uh, my friend, he played for um, the Saints. And and for those who are listening outside of the United States, NFL is the National Football League, uh, American football. And so he was training um, because he was, uh, he just, he played for a different team before um, transferring over to the Saints and he was getting recruited to the Saints and so he was preparing he was doing preseason training and we were training at a speed and endurance facility I'm I don't train with him I didn't train with him but I this is when I was training for the USA Paralympic track and field team and so um, we were training with the same trainer uh, and you know we're doing speed and endurance and he unfortunately in midseason hurt himself and he wasn't able to, um, you know, get back into the swing of things when it comes to all things NFL. And so he um, pursued art in a sense. I guess this is considered art. He is now a producer and a filmmaker and a photographer and he is absolutely incredible. Um, he did some work with me for photography and some of the shots are all of the shots are just absolutely beautiful and now he owns a production company and he is pretty darn successful with his production company and he is always in interviews in Chicago the Chicago newspaper and um and you know uh he's also been interviewing some local celebrities and you know just doing his thing in Chicago and you know creating a path a new path for himself and redefining success and what that means to him and you know redefining his life and that to me is very inspirational being that he had this in this huge passion for football and sports and 
most likely he thought he was going to do that for the rest of his life, um, you know, and earn money and opportunities and things of that nature. But, you know, life didn't turn out that way for him. And so, again, like he's in this, he created his production company and, you know, is very successful. I'm very proud of him. And recently, semi-recently, I remember seeing a post about him. Um, It wasn't his own, but it was just a post about imposter syndrome. And he was referring to the fact that, you know, like, have you ever thought of, even though you've, you have this skill that shows that you're good at it and you're getting great feedback and great reviews and it's making you feel good and you feel happy doing it and it doesn't feel like work. It feels like you're literally turning your passion into work. And so he was talking about how he has doubt. He's doubted himself a few times before and he was talking about imposter syndrome. And for those that don't know, I will give like a very vague, you know, not anything scientific scientific like definition for imposter syndrome but imposter syndrome is kind of loosely defined as doubting your abilities and feeling like a fraud um it kind of affects like high achieving people and you know people who find it difficult to accept their accomplishments and um you know questioning whether you're deserving of any of the accolades that you've received or have from whatever it is that you're pursuing. And so when I saw this, I, you know, I just found it very interesting because when I was working as a therapist and when I was working in the mental health field, um, yeah, I did feel not adequate enough to do my job, even though I've had the trainings and I've had the education and I've had the experience, I've felt that I wasn't able enough, like good enough to, to, uh, you know, be there for clients or to be there for um, my supervisor when when we would have meetings and, you know, to adequately um, just, you know, be successful in, in, you know, the, the, path that I chose to to be on and something that I'm passionate about. And so, uh, you know, I'm a part of this, this community. And um, that is all about everything. It's about mental health. It's about just a bunch of mental health based stuff. And within this community, someone posted um, a blog about imposter syndrome and how people within the mental health profession, how it is pretty normal for some people to, um, mental health professionals to experience imposter syndrome because yeah, with mental health, you just don't know who exactly is going to come your way. You could have all of the trainings and experiences, um, and, you know, supervision meetings with your supervisor to understand what exactly is being presented with a specific case or person um, and still feel like you're not good enough to do your to do your job. And, you know, I just wanted to talk about that. And I thought it was pretty interesting when I saw this on my my friend's um, social media about the imposter syndrome. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, how could he ever doubt himself? And, 
doubt that what he's doing, which is incredible, you know, um, how could he ever doubt that he is good enough? Like I, I know in within the athletic realm, yeah, like pe- a lot of athletes are very hard on themselves, especially when they're not able to when they when they have a bad day, when they're not performing as good enough as they did, you know, the week before. Um, that happens a lot, especially within the Paralympic um, within the Paralympic uh, community. That yeah, like when I was running um, in the in the track and field division of the Paralympics, yeah, I doubted that I could. I had the ability to to do these performances. I wasn't the best, nowhere near. Um, but as I mentioned before, like I joined the Paralympics solely for the to socialize to to socialize with people that look like me, but um, you know, yes, I doubted myself when I would take up another a different event like I use I started off just doing the 100 meters and then I graduated to long jump and 200 meters and I psyched myself out like there were some days that I performed well and there were some days that I didn't especially when it came to practice and um, getting a number and I was obsessed with numbers and trying to improve the, those numbers. So, you know, this exists, this can exist um, in so many different uh, professions, so many different communities, definitely can affect anyone. Um, but it's all about like, how do you combat this? How do you, how do you deal with it? What is something that you can do in order to not self-sabotage like how do you change the way that you think um and know that you know that you know that this is where you're supposed to be this is what you're supposed to do and to be confident in it some people say to fake it to fake it until you make it like that's a very famous um very typical quote that a lot of americans or english speaking people use is fake it till you make it like if you can psych yourself out and to trick your mind into thinking that you are good and you are great at this and to not doubt yourself then you can do it and at the end of the day I guess it really isn't faking it those are just positive affirmations and you guys know if you've listened to my podcast you know I'm huge on positive affirmations and you know if if you are telling yourself and affirming to yourself that you have every right to be in this position that you're in, you have every right to be in this profession that you love. And, you know, yes, you will have bad days. Not that you might, you most likely will have a bad day. This is life. We're not in heaven where things may appear to be perfect, but, you know, we are living this raw, you know, unexpected life. And so, yeah, you will have those bad days, but you will absolutely have great days, phenomenal days, great days that will outweigh the the bad moments and the bad, you know, days that you might have working and, you know, maybe the computer isn't working correctly or something isn't uploading the way that it's supposed to be. And, you know, you're having issues with the Wi-Fi or, you know, if you're a therapist, you know, not knowing exactly how to execute whatever 
theoretical strategy that you're trying to execute when it comes to um, having a client. Maybe you stumble over your words. I do that all the time. And, you know, it's just all about, it's all about just knowing and, and, and sitting in your confidence and knowing that you are in the right place and you're doing what you're supposed to be doing because you love whatever it is that you're doing. So that led me into thinking about happiness. Um, you know, what is happiness? How do you define happiness? How does one define what happiness is? And to answer that, for me, happiness is very individualized. I think nowadays we do, t- typically in, in you know in modern day society and culture, we typically lean towards um, materialistic things, tangible things, money, uh, things that we're told is supposed to create this huge abundance of happiness. And I have learned that money does not make one happy. (laughs) Yes, we need money to survive. We need money to pay for bills. We need money for food and, you know, other things that can contribute to our happiness but the actual object of money does not make one happy Um, and so I was thinking about happiness and how can a person pursue happiness and how can one a person recognize um, what are the things that contributes to their happiness or what are the things that what is happiness? And so to me, um, no, material things does not make me happy. It doesn't, it doesn't make me, um, happy because I was listening to, a another, um, I think it was some, a podcast I was listening to. And the person that was speaking was talking about this and how like, yeah, we will receive if we are chasing and pursuing material things that's giving us this instant sense of gratification we are always going to continue to search and to seek for those things that's going to give us the that type of gratification you know that's nothing but dopamine that's that dopamine effect that we are going to consistently seek for because of course, that's the happy hormone that's going to make us feel good. And it's like getting brand new shoes and, you know, having that excited, exciting feeling of that brand new, those brand new shoes that you bought and having this overload of dopamine that is happening within your body, your brain. And, you know, after the happiness for those shoes wear off, you're going to look for the next best thing, maybe another computer, maybe I don't know, a a car. And yes, it's going to create a sense of happiness, but it's very temporary because those dopamine levels are going to go down and we're going to always seek um, something tangible to create those, that sense of happiness, that feeling of happiness. Who wouldn't want to experience a, a dopamine high naturally, naturally, naturally (laughs) dopamine high from, you know, um, getting new things or what, what have you. And so that made me think about that. That made me think about, um, what exactly makes me happy? What, how do I receive happiness? What is my perception of happiness for me? 
And yes, again, just to reiterate, it is great to have material things and to, you know, to have these possessions. But again, it's all temporary. So to me, when I was thinking about this and I was thinking about how, you know, happiness has a positive effect on our brain, um, it made me think about what is something that I can have that is very steady and consistent that is creating and contributing to my happiness. And as I, this is just me, in my opinion. And to me, it's goal setting, setting goals for myself. Because I feel like when, when I set a goal for me, um, and it could be a small goal, it could be something very um, simple. Um, it could be, I don't know, um, for me, being consistent, and I've I've talked about this all the time. I opened this podcast with consistency, and for me, that contributes to my happiness. It's a goal of mine um, to be consistent with all the things that I do because, in turn, being productive is huge for me. I need I need productivity in order to feel like I've achieved something, like I'm successful for that day or for that week. And so some of the things that I've done was um, with consistency is I go to the gym. I, there have been moments (laughs) in my life, especially recently where I didn't work out every day. And if you know me, you know that I was obsessed not obsessed obsessed in a healthy way going to the gym and being active and being out and there was a dark moment in my life where I didn't do that as often and in turn it made me feel a little sad it made me feel depressed to be honest and so um and so that's one thing that I've been doing I've been consistent with going to the gym working out and I'm just seeing my body physically change and my mind mentally becoming stronger and, you know, it's making me happy. And so also, and I've mentioned this in in another podcast as well, is uh, journaling, writing in my journal into calendar. Oh my gosh. I hope I don't sound like a super woman, like a typical woman, but I love to calendar. I love to, um, to organize events in my calendar. I bought uh, an agenda Um, and I, it has like stickers, cute little stickers and it's, it's a planner, a planner, um, in Spanish it's called agenda. And so I was thinking agenda, but it's, it's a planner. And so I bought this planner and I'm able to, um, to write down all the things that I want to get done for the day, goals that I have for the day, for the week, um, you know, Uh, meetings that I might have with with people, uh, things like that. So for one, it's keeping me organized. And that is something that doesn't naturally come to me is being an organized person, organization um, in in cases like this. So, uh, you know, just to see that how I do have the ability to do this, it, it makes me happy. It makes me feel good. And so, um, you know, back to going to the goals, um, another goal of mine was to to write in my journal um, in the mornings. And that's something that I replaced with TikToks. I would I would 
go on social media every morning and check social media with my coffee in hand because that was just my jam. That was my thing. But, you know, I read somewhere that um, how you start your morning is how you're going to finish your day and how it sets the tone and the mood for your day. And so I have noticed that on the days that I did, you know, started immediately with social media, I would frequently check on social media and um, throughout the day. And, you know, of course, it's not good because it will suck every minute of your life and take away some essential moments out of your life when you could do something productive. And, and you know, going back to being productive and productivity, that is something that I need every day. I need to say that I've accomplished these goals instead of sitting on the couch, you know, on a weekday scrolling through Instagram. I could be, you know, pursuing some of my dreams that I, I have in mind. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I just wanted to put that out there. Again, this is going to be a very short podcast, a very short episode of my podcast. Um, but um, I will be back next week. And, you know, in the meantime, I would love to hear from, from anyone who has any suggestions or would like to contribute to the conversation. If you like conversations like this one or some previous conversations, or if you have some suggestions and would like to hear certain uh, conversations or questions, um, you can email us at disabledchica at gmail.com. That's D-I-S-A-B-L-E-D-C-H-I-C-A at gmail.com. And there, just send me whatever it is that's on your mind. Tell me what's on your mind. If you, again, want me to touch on some things that I haven't touched or if I missed something in a conversation that you kind of want me to um, chime in on or to um, to kind of revisit, then, then let me know. Um, and until then, I will see you in the next episode. Bye.